It is Amanda and Baron, and we are back again with Kicking Cancer Cares. And our spe- second sponsor of this half is Marianne McNally, who is a residential real estate specialist with Next Home Realty Connection, and she is currently in studio with us. She can be reached at 503 409 4389 and she is your go-to if you are looking to buy a home sell a home or just not sure where to start she can help you get on that pathway yeah so all right last week while Devin was with us right now you asked me to give you an update on yes and i have an update Mm -hmm. because every day we say make sure you say your prayers for marianne and she's currently going through own battle and so we i asked for an update well and you sure brought her let grass grow (laughs) you did not (laughs) but i want to give you a couple other real quick updates and then i really want i'm not gonna give i'm not gonna give you marianne's update marianne is gonna give you her okay okay um but a couple of really cool updates for those that have been following ozzy's story yes last saturday was Almsville's Corn Festival, mm-hmm. and Ozzy was the Grand Marshal in their parade. No way. Oh, Isn't that awesome? Yes. He's looking like he's literally just flourishing. I think he's had a turnaround. Is that even possible? Well, when Scott Mills was in studio, yeah. and we were talking about hospice, and this was just off the cuff of my head, but, but I asked Scott what constituted hospice versus palliative care. Mm-hmm. So as long as there's treatment available you can go home and get the treatment, and that's palliative care. Mm -hmm. When treatment is not available anymore, then it's hospice. So in Ozzy's case, the trial wasn't working, and there wasn't another option. That's why I went to hospice. But in my mind, hospice meant you're going to die in a few weeks, right? That's what I thought. Same. And and so I looked at Scott, and I said, so what you're telling me is when there's no treatment available, you go to hospice, and now you're just trusting God to heal you. Right. And he said yes, and in many cases, we actually see people have a turn. Right. And I think in Ozzy's case, the amount of love that's pouring into that little boy, the swelling's gone down, which means the system is actually processing liquids now. He's interacting with Shyla. I mean, I see posts all the time with his interacting. The little boy is healing because God's healing him versus whatever they were throwing into his body. He looks like he's... And that's my non-medical opinion, by the way. Right, (laughs) right. Well, he looks like he's flourishing. He looks happy, healthy. He looks like he's continuing to grow, building that relationship with his parents and family. And it's really powerful seeing the pictures and everything, and especially knowing that he's on pause right now with treatments and anything like that and in hopes waiting for another trial to open up um, that he could potentially be a part of. But until then, yeah, like you said, I, I thought his days were... Really, really numbered, um, yeah. and it was heartbreaking because we were watching him get worse. Yeah. And now it's the complete opposite. Well, I remember when they put him on hospice, which would have been April, mm-hmm. and I called the board, and I said, I don't think this kid's going to make it till his birthday, which is the first part of May. Yeah. And they take off for Kentucky to visit John's family, and I think they're going back so that John's family can Say meet get him their goodbyes. before he dies. Yeah. And here we sit in... August. August, almost September. Yeah. So May, June, July, August. Four, four months. Almost five months later. And that kid is doing better than when they went to Kentucky. Yeah. Took him off all medications and look at him flourish. Yeah. Interesting. The other update that I know you're going to like this news. Okay. Last Tuesday at Greeters, Russ Head showed up. Did he? And th- these are the words that every cancer patient wants to hear. And I think Mary Ann will agree. In Russ's case, there is now no evidence of disease. Wow. 
That's they, amazing. They, they For what he went through with his skin cancer, mm-hmm. they can't find his body anywhere. There's no evidence. Russ is now cancer-free. Wow. wow. Congratulations, That's awesome. Russ. That's huge. Huge. Huge blessings for him, too. So Great. But the update that all the listeners are waiting for is, how are you doing, Marianne? <laughs> well, thank you again for having me. Um, so my update is I am on pause as well from actual chemotherapy. But I'm on a, a what's called a targeted therapy drug. So it is not chemotherapy, but it goes after a specific gene mutation that I have in my body that has to do with my cancer. So I take a drug called Peak Ray and it goes after the um, PIC C3 CA. Oh gosh. Wow. Something like that. Wow. Gene mutation that I have. <clears throat> and we'll find out in October if it's working or not. We okay. won't we won't know until then. And uh, I feel pretty good on it. Um, not having a lot of a lot of side effects, and the one side effect is I've become um, diabetic. Oh. So, and, it, and it's a different diabetic than than people who are type one or type two diabetics. I'm I'm diabetic because of the medication. So as soon as I come off the medication, my blood sugar goes back to normal. But wow. now, really, that's yeah, interesting. Yes, yeah, so, that is. So now I went from having you know not a care in the word world about carbs. Sitting next to the pizza man. <laughs> hey, luckily it's cauliflower crust. But now having the cauliflower crust. So, <laughs> so this is this is life changing for me because <laughs> pizza was one of the things that I needed had to, to give avoid up. because yeah. of carbs. So I have to watch. Mike, my you carbs. are her new favorite I, person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I forgot to mention we're going to have a gluten free option in our pasta as well. So yeah. not only are we going to have tortellini, which was what I was oh, trying to get to you, you. you tortellini, <laughs> but we're also going to have the the other kind that um, the pine pasta that's gluten free. So cool, you're cracking yeah. me up, Mike. You were silent for like 20 minutes while he was, he was looking up the tortellini. <laughs> <laughs> he was trying to find that word. So anyway, so now now I have to watch that. So, Interesting. Yeah. So I never had to care about my blood sugar never had to care about my carbs other than obviously eat too many carbs you gain weight but um so do you I, have to take insulin well no so i take to... i take a drug that's called um, metformin which uh-huh. helps to balance my um blood sugar and i apologize i don't know you're okay too terribly much about it yeah only that i take it every morning it's extended release and it helps my my insulin levels to be more normalized during the day so that i don't have highs and lows okay so, so we're doing this because um my bone marrow has taken a uh, quite a hit from being on chemotherapy for so many years so we need to be able to let it build back up and then basically when this quits working then we'll probably switch back to a, um, a actual chemotherapy IV type medication where now I just take a pill in, at night every every night and I only have to go into the doctor's office every so often just to have blood work done so mm-hmm. I'm not Feeling like I'm married to that clinic, right? <laughs> like you are like when you're home. on weekly chemo. Yeah. So yeah. So anyway, I'm feeling really good on it. Very, very hopeful that this will maybe 
be the one that works. Yeah. Well, well you know, look amazing. Oh, thank you. You yeah. look amazing. My hair is growing back on it, so that's good news. That is and good the news. Color, the colors hat. back in your face. In the last one of the last times I saw you, the, you were more white in your face. So right. Colors coming back too. Yeah. Well, my my blood counts are definitely better. <laughs> <laughs> well, you look really yeah. good. Thank you. So we'll keep you in our prayers. Thank you. I appreciate mm-hmm. it. Absolutely. And I know one of the updates that you sent to me that I read. Um, you were talking about this, giving the bone marrow a, a break, but you were going to have to go in for a bone marrow biopsy? I did. I you, went in. You already did it? Yeah, I've, I've actually done it twice since I saw you. Okay. So, so I, I did tell the listeners that that sounds very painful. Um, you know, it. it's obviously they give you medication so right. that you don't feel it all. The, the bone marrow biopsy is a little bit more painful f- for me than a bone biopsy, which I've had both done within the last 60 days. What's the difference? Um, One, they just take out a piece of bone. The other, they take out a piece of bone, and then they take your marrow as well. So they have to go deeper to get the marrow. Yeah, I won't go into details. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't want to so, so relive it. I don't. Well, it's not. It's not for me. It's for the listeners. Some I don't want to gross might people be a out. Bit graphic. On yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Fair yeah enough, I don't want to. You can Google it. There you go. Just Google it. <laughs> no, but so now uh, with that, they found a little bit of cancer in my bone marrow, which obviously is not. Um, what we were hoping to find, but um, it's not a surprise since the cancer is in my bone. So mm-hmm. we just keep plugging away and we just keep throwing um, medicine at it. And last week I got to go up and get a second opinion from a doctor up at the Providence Care Center. And that was amazing. And the research that they are doing at Providence Cancer Center is is going to change the game nice. of cancer. That's nice. awesome. I could not believe, and it's something that I qualify for. Oh, good. And I'm so excited about it. I won't, since it's not official, I won't tell you what it is because it's not something that well, let's not I you. will probably yeah. explain it <laughs> very well, but it, it's, it, it will definitely be really, really we, life-changing we can, we can for a lot of people. We can save it for a future update. Yeah, yeah, Perfect. so awesome fingers though. crossed about yeah. that. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Well, the other thing that I promised the listeners last week was that we'd give an update, which we just did. Yes. But the other thing, I've been reading this amazing book, and I thought we could talk about this book for a little bit. Yeah. And again, the listeners cannot see this, but Marianne is in total military fatigues right she now. She is. I love it. <laughs> I love it. <clears throat> so this book, and I'm just going to touch on the surface because I don't it's your father but the book is called Saving My Enemy where could a listener get this book you can get it on Amazon you can order it through Barnes and Noble it's on Audible as well if you listen to your books Um, anywhere you get your books you'll be able to get it yeah so I had the privilege of getting this book from Marianne in June when we did our golf tournament, mm-hmm. and I have an autographed copy, which is super <laughs> cool. Um, and now Amanda does. Too. And Amanda does too. Oh, and Mike does too. I got one. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what I find so intriguing, and, and I just want to touch on a little bit I've read, and then you can get more in depth because I haven't read the whole book yet. This book is not written by you. I thought it was. For the long <laughs> time I thought it was, but you consulted heavily on the book. It, yeah, it's our story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's a story of your father mm-hmm. and then another gentleman named Fritz mm-hmm. who 
was in Germany at the same time period. And the book's kind of broken into segments, and I've gotten the, through the first segment, which is really leading up to your father and Fritz getting into combat. Mm -hmm. uh, and the one thing I thought was so intriguing is it's easy for us to sit here, you know, 80 years later, and really, it's really easy to condemn what Germany did years later. And yet, I'm seeing this whole thing through Fritz's eyes, which is so intriguing. Um, so at 10 years old, Fritz is kind of pulled into Hitler's youth and leading up to him going into war. And I want to read one segment, and then I just want to get your thoughts here, Marianne. Um, but Fritz is now, in, in the book, he's at the point where he's gone into training. He's a soldier. He's like 19 years old. Um, and he goes through this town, and it says, Soldiers were held in high esteem. Civilians tipped their hats to them and cut them slack. Women sailed up to them at, at pubs. People thanked them for their service for helping Germany rise from World War I ashes. I think that's a part that a lot of us in America forget that after World War I, I mean, we hit, not we, but... The world hit Germany with so many sanctions, and it just was crumbled as a nation. Mm -hmm. And in comes this very charismatic Hitler saying, we can be a great nation again. And the one, it's like Fritz's father remembered how horrific World War I was, and he's like, don't buy into this guy. But the youth, they're like, our nation is nothing anymore. And, and here's Fritz just actually anxious to go fight for his country. Pretty powerful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Conversely, here's, here's Marianne's father, who lives in Astoria, who is, and in, in, I'm, I'm just, remember what I read, so I really want Marianne to clear it up, but here he is, in what I read in the book is, he's at this little diner cafe in Astoria, and he had read some stuff in the paper or the news or whatever, and he had an opinion about what was going on in Europe, and they're going, don't don't be sharing your opinions. Like, the FBI will come find you. Mm -hmm. But you should probably clarify whatever I just said wrong. <laughs> is that no, what? No, no, no. It, it, what, everything you've said is, is correct. Um, they, my... I was just going to give just a little backstory on basically how they met. So a, a current-day American soldier who was stationed in Germany decided, hey, why don't we get some of the World War II U.S. guys together and some of the World War II German soldiers together, and, and we'll bring them all together and, and have a have a gathering. So my dad is one of the men that is depicted in Band of Brothers, which is the miniseries mini that Steven, um, Steven Spielberg and Tom Hanks did back in 2000. So the five men who were with Easy Company were basically rock stars when they would go into Europe. They literally didn't ever have to buy anything. People knew who they were. You want a cup of coffee, boom, go. Here it is. You want a you want a mug of beer? You got it. And uh, and your dad being one of those five. Yeah. So so they go over to this this little gathering. My mom actually happened to be there as well. And uh, only one German soldier showed up. 
Really? All the rest of them backed out. Really? Where, where was this gathering at? Marvey, France. Okay, so it wasn't in Germany. Marvey, Marvey, France. No. And so Fritz is the only one that came. Wow. And Fritz's son, Matthias, came with him. And then his other son, Volker, was joining them the next day. And so Fritz obviously was very, very worried, you know, because he's going into all of these American soldiers that he fought against. and, And Fritz knew now that... Hitler was a bad person, and he was—he had drunk the Kool-Aid, as they say, and he was pro-Hitler, and then got out of the army, and then found all of the the bad stuff out. So they're all sitting at dinner. One of the one of the veterans leans over the table, and he was the cutest South Philly guy accent. He had lost his leg in the Battle of the Bulge, and he. <laughs> So his name is Bill. Bill leans over and he said, Fritzy, if this was 60 years ago, and he took his finger and he put it across his <laughs> neck and he said, I would have killed you. And, of course, this was the thing that Fritz was the most worried about. Sure. <laughs> and so Fritz started to push his chair away because. Like, he, okay, this is my cue. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. And his, his son, Matthias, is stopping him like, no, dad, let's, it's okay. Let's, let's wait. And then my dad stood up with a beer and said, I want to toast to our new band of brother, Fritz Ingeborg. Wow. And so then Fritz felt like, you know, so wait, I'm so your so your dad pulled so your dad's with the actual Band of Brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just pulled the enemy into the Band mm-hmm. of Brothers. That says a lot about your dad. Yeah, doesn't it? I it know. Says a lot about your dad. Yeah, yeah. amazing. Because man. Bill was ready to s- kill him. S- kill yeah. him. <laughs> jokingly, totally right. jokingly. Right, right. But yeah. So then, but Fritzy didn't know that. He's just no. going. I'm at the wrong place right now. <laughs> yeah, and so. The story starts out, you know, when you get into the meat of it, it's all about that night. And they they sat in a pub together with Matthias um, um, interpreting for both of them because Fritz English was, was very um, spotty and my dad didn't know any German. So, so Matthias is going back and forth between the two of them and they ended up like, you know, one would put one hand on the other and, you mm-hmm. know, and then the other would put the other hand on his hand and they were both, you know, shed some tears, bared their soul to each other and that oh, night gave what, each other what year forgiveness. Was that? That's this 2005. So that was 60 years after the war was done. Yeah. Yeah, that's why Bill said it. This was 60 years ago. Wow. Yeah. And so, and so wow. they, Crazy. this is where the, the story then, you know, kind of, kind of goes around that story. But, but also, Fritz and my dad fought against each other during the Battle of the Bulge. And they were 3.3 kilometers away from each other. They, so never, they never had hand to hand. They were obviously never faced each other, but they were in the same place at the same time, battling each other. Mm-hmm. They're so they could have shot. Comrades. They could have shot at each other, but they didn't. Yep. But Fritz, Fritz was was not um, on the front line. Fritz, Fritz was um, like more in communications. Yeah, he was there. That's, that's farther to the book that I've gotten. Right, right, what was right. Your dad, my Frontline? dad, my dad was in the Hunter First Airborne. So, okay. and he was face to face combat. Oh, okay. Yeah, and so, um, so anyway, you know, they 
they just had this amazing friendship through the years. And now fast forward, 2018, my husband and I get invited to come to Switzerland to speak to a reenactment group. And when they first called and said, hey, would you come? And I said, well, I need to figure out how much it's going to be, you know, see if I can afford to come. And, and he's like, no, no, we'll pay for you. And I said, okay, well, let me talk to my husband. He Who, was who's, at a, who's paying for you? The reenactment group. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And so then they, so then they said, uh, they said, oh, I said, let me talk to my husband. He said, okay, I'll call you back tomorrow. So they calls back tomorrow and he says, we have enough money to, to, for both you and your husband to come together. And I'm wow. like, well, these people mean business. Yeah. Wow. So we go there and I'm also, I'm, I'm the opening act for a guy named Jeff Struker. Jeff Struker was one of the commanding officers. And if you've ever seen the movie Black Hawk Down, yeah. that he, he led the attack to go back and and pick up the men. Oh so my gosh! Jeff Struker was the leader. You know, was the head guy doing the speaking, and I was his opening act. <laughs> that wasn't. There was no pressure there at all, was there? <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I was definitely like, the fangirl oh bringing my DVD. Could you sign my DVD? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. So, anyways, so he listened to our story, and Jeff was the one that said, "You need to write a book." And and I had brought I had invited the Germans too too so the Germans were with us my my German brothers as I call them Matthias yeah. and Volker, so we're all together down there, and we're all all of us including my husband Dan we're all sitting there looking at Jeff saying, really we need to write a book, and he's like this is an amazing story this is this is a war story with a happy ending yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this needs to be written yeah I'm like yeah. okay noted so well, right. so here I, we are. Yeah. I really want to, one more section that I yeah. just read that will answer Amanda's question. So, again, this is the part. It's still from Fritz's point of view in here. Um, they had just announced, and I'm not going to even try to pronounce these German words, but basically Fritz is at a spot, and they announced in German that the Americans had just landed in Normandy. Okay. Okay. The details unfurled over the next few days, uh, making it clear that Fritz's war, his real war, was about to begin. Now, Fritz was frustrated because he kept moving him around, but he could never actually see combat, and he wanted to see combat. Mm-hmm. Um, Allied forces, Americans, Canadians, and British, had come by sea and by sky. Thousands of ships had uh, disgorged tens of thousands of men who were trying to thwart the Germans' resistance beyond the beaches. Thousands of paratroopers had jumped into Normandy's darkness to help secure these beachheads. Among them was a young American pirate, uh, non, <laughs> pirate, a young American private, Don Malarkey. In dark of night, her dad jumps out of a plane Jeez. in a parachute behind enemy lines. Wow. At the same time that Fritz is excited to head up to France, and that's really when it begins. It's when it begins. Yeah, and that's actually where I left off for you last night. <laughs> that's a good place to end. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's I'm really... excited to dive into this. Where can our listeners get a copy? So uh, Amazon, okay. Audible, if they if they yep. listen to their books, Barnes okay. and Noble, any any place that you get a book that a you, book. It, it it isn't one that you typically find in the store. Once in a while, I, Barnes and Noble up at Bridgeport once in a while has mm-hmm. it in stock. Um, which I've happened to actually go in and cool. see it, and I'm like, that's oh, I got to take a picture. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. 
awesome. So, and really quickly, I know we're going to be ending, but uh, when we came back, Bob Welch, who wrote Saving My Enemy, this book, he also wrote my dad's autobiography, which is called oh. um, Easy Company Soldier. And so we went to Bob and said, please, would you write this? Mm-hmm. And so he said, well, let me call Jeff and talk to Jeff. And so he called Jeff and they had, I don't know, 10 or 15 minute talk. I don't know. All I know is 30 minutes later, Bob called back and he's like, I'm in, let's do it. Oh, Bob wow, wasn't that was convinced quick. Leslie, was he? No, he wasn't, he wasn't convinced. I was in a puddle of tears banging him. <laughs> No, that's it, so awesome. he was he just needed to know more and it, it yeah. can I actually is this is this an article that I write in the registered guard Eugene newspaper where he lives or can I make a whole book of it mm-hmm. well I will say and I know we're running tight on time but I will tell the listeners that I'm a ways into it I like how Bob jumps between Fritz's version and Don's version mm-hmm. Fritz, because we don't really understand what Fritz was going through yeah like, we don't understand what the Germans were going through and like you said Fritz drank the Kool-Aid we and we hum- we we dehumanize them. Yeah. We do, mm-hmm. and so this this makes them shows us that they were human. Yeah, and you really see what Fritz went through. So it's a great That's book. Awesome. Thanks for thanks for sharing. Yeah. It. Awesome. Well, thank, thank you. you both for coming in so much today, Mike. I appreciate the pizza, Marianne. I appreciate the book. Thank You're you welcome. so much. All right, you guys. So our sponsor for this second half is Marianne McNally, a residential real estate specialist with Next Home Realty Connection. She's currently going through her own battle of breast cancer, so make sure you guys keep her in your prayers please. And if you are looking to buy a home, sell a home, or just not sure where to start, give her a call at 503-409-4398. Nope, sorry. I'm going to scratch that. 503-409-4389. And we'll be back next week as As the the movement movement continues. continues.